Where is he? My Lord Satan, we have been through every room of Lucifer's castle. He is not here. I know he's not here. What do you think I am, blind? I want to know where he's scampered away to. Where he's hiding. I want him found and brought to me. Lucifer will kneel before me. He will call me master before I rip his head off. So find him. Now. At once, my lord. This isn't what our master wants from you, Satan. And just what does your master want from me, priest? The beast is your master as well, Lord Satan. You'd do well to remember that. Our master has made you the ruler of hell. He could take it away with ease. Where the beast leads, I shall follow. But, to be clear, long as Mr. Logan remains free, he's a threat. Not only to me, but to your... Our master as well. He must be dealt with, and soon. Steps are being taken to deal with Mr. Logan. And I promise, you shall play a part in that. But for now, our master wants you to gather your forces. The war upon the realms has begun, and there is much for us to do. My force will be ready when the master calls upon me. Very good. Expect my return soon. <laughs> Going to be a fun afternoon when I tear that priest to pieces. One moment, Mr. Logan and I were walking across the snow-covered field in the winter realm... The next, we stood at the entrance of an Italian restaurant. I looked up and down the road and at the various buildings around us. We're in Italy. I recognize the local architecture. We're in Sicily, to be precise. Sicily is part of Italy, you know. Well, that depends on who you ask. So, why are we here? We're going to need help in our search. Someone who is good at dealing with... Let's see. Unpleasant situations while we go about our task. Something like a bodyguard? Of a sort. Shall we go in? The room was empty, save for a woman of Asian descent who sat alone at a table in the center of the restaurant. Before her was a plate of pasta and a glass of red wine beside it. Logan made his way over and sat across from her. I followed and sat next to him. Hello, Cass. It's been a spell. Hello, Lucifer. I'm not going by that name anymore. Oh, yes. I had heard something about that. You prefer Logan these days. So, who's your pale friend? Cass, this is Lord Byron of Portland. Ah, the steward of the Autumn Realm. I've heard of you. You caused the sacking of Rome, if I'm correct. Amongst other things, yes. And Byron, this is Cass, a dear old friend. We were never friends. Well, work associates, then. Why are you not eating your food? It's not for me. It's for him. For me? Yes. With everything that's been going on, I've been expecting you. Cass pushed the plate of pasta across the table to where Logan sat. 
Logan looked down at it and picked up a fork. Ah, spaghetti bolognese. A personal favorite of mine. Why are you here, Logan? I've come collecting. It's time for you to pay off your debt to me, Cass. I already paid off that debt. If you recall. What? What are you talking about? You requested I assassinate the Vampire Lords of Gothic. They were causing you some problems and you wanted me to... to put them in their place. Oh yes, I forgot about that. Gothic. That Delarge fellow has always been a thorn in my side. So, as you can see, I owe you nothing. Well, this is a bit of a setback. So what now, Logan? Now? I think you should pay attention to the door. The door? I turned and looked at the entrance of the restaurant. To the humid eye, they would pass for men dressed in black suits and wearing sunglasses. However, to those who see the truth of the world, they were all demons. And all of them were looking at us. I doubt they're here for the local cuisine. Indeed not. Both of you stay here. I'll deal with this. Cass stood and began walking towards the demons. Mr. Logan, however, was getting tucked into his bolognese. Oh, this is incredible. The sauce is just perfect and the pasta. Truly, this is a work of art. Wish Cass had ordered some garlic bread to go along with this. Oh, well. Logan reached across the table and picked up the glass of wine and took a swallow, then returned to his meal. My attention, however, was focused on Cass. She moved with the grace of a ballerina performing on stage. At first, the demons thought her easy prey. That quickly changed as her sword cut into her. Another she killed after sailing over his head and landing behind him. At this point, the remaining demons realized they were in over their heads and tried to make a break for the door. They never made it, as she quickly dispatched them with the same grace she had done with the others. After she picked up a napkin from a nearby table and wiped the green blood off the blade, she rejoined us at the table. My compliments to the chef. I'll forward them next time I see her. Well, Cass, this seems to have been a wasted trip. Still, thank you for dealing with that little difficulty. I am in your debt for a change. Yes, that's why I'll be coming with you. Uh, pardon? I can't afford you dying on me now, Logan. Not now, when you owe me a favor. And a favor from the devil himself. Can you imagine what I might do with that? Uh, it could be quite the boon. But if you go and get yourself killed, well, then I'll have nothing. So I have to make sure my investment is safe. Well, welcome aboard then. We should be off before we have more unwanted guests. If this group found me, it means others will be on their way. So where to now? You said you knew people who might be able to help me find this pure-of-soul being. And so I will. But we have a stop to make first. Hi, this is Brendan Jones, and I have a couple of questions for you. First, are you a fan of audio drama? Since you're listening to an Eric Busby production, I'm going to guess the answer is yes. 
Good on you. Now, second question. Have you heard of the Tesla City stories? Portland's live recreation of the vintage serialized radio shows of the Tesla Broadcasting Company? If so, you have excellent taste and you're in luck. After nearly a decade as a purely localized live show, the Tesla City Stories is now available as a podcast on all your favorite platforms. Now, as we take the big step to bring these wonderful shows to a much wider audience, we're looking for help from fans of quality audio entertainment by way of a fundraiser. You, yes you, can help us improve our production and raise our profile by going to www.boost-tesla.com and making a donation of any size. Can't afford a donation? Well, you can help just by spreading the word. That's www.boost-tesla.com. And what do you get out of it besides our eternal gratitude? Why, more Tesla City stories, of course. Now that is a great deal. Buddy, can you spare a In the past, when I would come to the realm of summer, my sister's home... I would see a vast expanse of land covered with lush green grass and an array of vibrant, colorful flowers that stretched out as far as the eye could see. In the distance, you might see a grove of trees offering shade and shelter from the sun, their branches swaying in harmony with the wind, casting dappled patterns of light and shadow on the ground beneath. It was a place filled with life and peace. But the sight that befell my eyes as we arrived was one born out of horror. Once a place of vibrant life and beauty, now it bore the scars of battle. Once lush green grass was trampled and torn, flattened in patches by the weight and chaos of war. The air was heavy with a mix of dust and smoke. The sky, which was once a clear and serene blue, was now tinged with darkened clouds of smoke that billowed from fires ignited during the conflict. No, no, this can't be happening. Not here. A panicked look crossed Mr. Logan's face, a look I've never seen on him before. The sight before us scared him. He started to frantically look around him. We have to find her. Find who? Byron's sister. Come on! Why does he want to find your sister? No idea, but let's get after him. You do not seem very concerned by what's happened here. On the contrary, I'm gravely concerned. But if anyone could survive an assault like this, it would be a Steva. She's a warrior born and fought more battles than I've had bottles of mead. Come on. Cass and I ran to catch up with Mr. Logan, who had come to a complete halt. Not far before us were a number of naked beings all hairless and with the strange sigils carved into their flesh that marked them as servants of the beast. They turned and looked at us for a brief moment. Then, with a creepy smile, they began to move towards us. Ah, Well, fuck this shit. Servants of the beast. Damn you! You caused all of this! Logan looked defiant as he raised a hand and snapped his finger, then looked very shocked when nothing happened. This isn't very good at all. We need to get out of here. There's more showing up, and even as good as I am, 
I'm outnumbered. Quick, follow me. Esteva's tower is not far from here. If we can get inside, we can... Cutting through the smoke-filled skies, a golden dragon emerged. Riding upon its back and dressed in silver armor was my sister, Esteva. The dragon circled high for a moment, then began to dive towards the beast's servants. Get down! Logan, Cass, and I dropped to the ground, and the dragon let loose a torrent of white-hot flame. Though the beast's followers had proven immune to Logan's powers, they had not such protection from the dragon's fires. They didn't burn so much as melt away into nothingness. The few of the beast's forces who had been lucky enough not to be caught up in the flames turned and ran quickly off into the smoke. Esteva let them retreat and brought the dragon into land near us. As we picked ourselves up from the ground, she began to run towards us. I half expected her to give me a friendly hug. So imagine my utter shock and surprise when Esteva and Mr. Logan fell into one another's arms and began kissing very passionately. Fifteen seconds went by, then thirty, then sixty, and Mr. Logan and my sister were showing no signs of coming up for air. I stood still in a state of shock with my mouth hanging open. I didn't even notice as Cass came up behind me. So, I gather from your expression, you didn't know about this. No. No, I honestly had no idea this was... this was going on. Oh, they seem to really like one another. That does seem apparent. Finally, the pair broke their embrace and stood back from one another. My sister looked over at me. So you went to Byron? He seemed the best option to help, now that Slate's... I know. I've heard of his passing. Any word on my sister, Zoe? The steward of Spring is quite safe in at Desolation Ridge with the Chaos Faction. Good. We need to get back to my tower. The enemy will be back very... Uh, look, I hate to bring up the dinosaur in the room and all, but how long has this thing been going on? Now's not the time for this, Byron. Just answer the damn question. If you really must know, Lucifer and I became lovers before his fall from grace. So you say that you and, and the Lord of all evil here have been... Knocking boots before my rebellion against God. Yes, that's what she's saying, Byron. I think I'm going insane. Slate was his best friend, and now I find out my sister is his... his lover. Well, Logan, have you got anything going on with my sister Zoe as well? Well, we do swap pie recipes now and again. Zoe can make better pecan pie you'd die for. Oh, that's it. I need a drink. I need a whole fleet of drinks. I need to get blind drunk. God damn it, grow up, Byron. Yes, Lucifer and I are lovers. Deal with it. You know what your problem is? You see the world in absolutes, black and white, good and evil. This may come as a total shock to you, but there is good in Lucifer, Byron. Just like there's evil in God. How many times has Barry the Cat manipulated and used you, only to toss you away like an old toy he doesn't want anymore? If you remember, 
He's the one who caused you to become Vastator. All to ensure no one else could use the reality-altering stone he used to make creation. Not to mention how many have died because of you, Byron. How many people's deaths have you caused? I... Well, it's just... They're coming back. We can talk about this later. We need to get to the safety of my tower now. Steva's tower was very much like my own, a stone spire that reached up into the smoke-choked skies. Once we were inside, we adjourned to a large study. I walked over to a wet bar and poured myself a very large drink, and quickly followed it with a second, and then a third. How long ago did they attack here? Not long. We were caught by surprise at first but I was able to gather enough of my followers to push back. If Satan hadn't started his war against me, I could have aided you with an army of demons. I appreciate that, Lucifer. For now, we're holding our own. I think for the moment we need to turn our attention to other matters. Such as? The beast is making its move against the higher realms. I find that odd as it has yet to take full control of Earth and its population. It needs humanity to worship it as their god for it to amass its greatest powers. This precious book. The Bible's got all of this wrong. Nothing is playing out like it's supposed to. The primate's book said I was to be chief bad guy. Behind all of this. Now look at me. I'm almost powerless and on the run from my own forces. (laughs) Of course. It's all clear to me now. This is all a mistake. Don't listen to him. He's clearly drunk. On the contrary, my head's never been clearer. It's all gone wrong, don't you see? None of this is supposed to be happening. At least, not now. Not like this. What are you talking about, Byron? The final war of good versus evil, or whatever you want to call it, is not supposed to be happening now. None of this is meant to be going on, because none of this is part of God's plan. God has a plan? Yes. He is the one who is meant to release the beast. He's the one who knows the day and the hour these events are supposed to happen. Even though the final outcome of the war is not clear, he's the one who's meant to start it. But the beast is loose, and is attacking reality now. So clearly, God's let it loose. But that's just it. God didn't let it loose. God has nothing to do with what's happening now. What are you trying to say, Byron? I'm saying this is all my fault. I'm the one who freed the beast. I'm the one who opened its cage. I'm the one who has doomed all creation. You've been listening to the Byron Chronicles, Crucible, Part 5. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, 
Keith Martin as Mr. Logan, Kareem C. Cronflee as Lord Satan, Mark Kalita as the first one, Risa M. as Cass, Julia Eve as the steward of summer, and Fig Figerson as the demon. Script editor was Tracy Babione. Sound design done by Eric L. Busby. Music performed by Kevin McLeod. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. This is Flern McTabbitts. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright ELB Productions 2023.